Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, welcome back. Welcome to the Chakra Way once more. And today, oh my goodness, today I'm talking to the incredible Cindy Van Arnhem. And what I knew as soon as I found Cindy online that she had the most awesome energy. You know, when you just know that somebody is so fully invested, so passionate, so knowledgeable about their particular field that I knew that it was going to be a fascinating conversation and it was. So Cindy Van Arnhem. Cindy is a master quantum numerologist. She's also a, a, a universal law coach. Now we decided between us having talked numerology quantum numerology for quite a while I kind of ventured into universal law and realized that we need to do a whole nother podcast on that so there will definitely be a part two coming um, for you uh, at some point in the future quite soon but Cindy's energy was just brilliant she is just a complete rock star of a girl I loved her and we talked about quantum numerology the symbolism of numbers the importance of numbers and how you can use numbers in your life to help you. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. I I loved Cindy. So here we go. Enjoy. Hi, I'm really happy to welcome today to the Chakra Meditation Podcast, Cindy Van Arnhem, who has two of the most exciting um, titles I think I've ever heard. She's a master quantum numerologist and a certified universal law coach. (laughs) So Cindy, I found Cindy and I was just like, this girl is just hardcore, sort of like rock and roll, badass, awesome, all round goddess that I need to talk to 
that's the vibe I got and I had you know and we're literally meeting for the first time but I think I I think I got you right I think that's what you yeah I mean you can tell by the flames and fire all around me too right well, that too yes yeah. yes yeah. um yeah I grew up in a in a d- very unique lifestyle and this whole spiritual world is what I thought woo woo about eight years ago and my whole life has changed as a result of it so Wow. So tell, tell me a little bit about that. So you came, what, did you come from a very traditional background? Or- it did, yeah. I, I grew up on a farm uh, in a small town in, in Canada and pretty happy childhood. But at the age of 16, well, before 16, I was invited to either go to church or go to work on the farm with dad. And church was boring for me. So I just said, I'm going to go to work with dad. And my dad was always this explorer of the universe. He was always questioning, always curious, and which opened my mind to a spiritual aspect. And then my dad died suddenly at the age of 16 and tore my whole life apart. And I made a series of decisions in that moment that the universe did not have my back, that spirituality was a load of hoo-ha, and that the world was just going to abandon me. So from that point on, um, I you name the bad decision, Cindy made it. <laughs> I went into hardcore drug addiction, alcoholism, abusive relationships, and you name it, I did it. And it took me about 20 years to actually shift out of that. And it was the result of meeting a woman at a live event who's now my business partner and one of my best friends. Um, But I met her in 2016 at a live event. She was talking about numbers. And I never liked math in school. It was not my strong suit. I'm more of a word sleuth. (laughs) But there was something about what she said. And she was doing a Facebook Live every day talking about the numbers. And I just was drawn to her, even though it was this weird spiritual stuff that I was like, I don't know if I can even get into this. But she has a very unique way of bringing the spiritual into the scientific. And she bridged the gap for me. And I became obsessed. Tell me everything you know. I was literally, I said, Joy, if you're doing something, just take my money. (laughs) So I started working with her one-on-one in 2018 and my whole life changed. Everything changed. And now I'm a quantum quantum numerologist. Uh, I teach her course called Mastering the Brain Game, which is all about emotional mastery, the law of divine timing. There's a lot to unpack. I think this is going to be series one of, I don't know, four, five, (laughs) because I need to, I feel like I need, I want to know everything about this. I mean, numerology is one of these things that you, you see out there you know, when you follow various spiritual things on TikTok and on Instagram, these things come up and you're like, oh, the number 555. You know, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then I was listening to a book and it was a book about the chakras. And it was a very basic book about the chakras. And so I very soon lost interest in it because it wasn't telling me anything I didn't know. And I like to be educated. But the one thing that caught my attention was a section about numerology. Mm-hmm. And it said, you know, and, and the thing that caught my attention was, and of course, per, uh, totally self-interested and is shameful on my behalf. <laughs> but it was saying, you know, that there was something very special about the numbers 111. And I was like, and I was listening to this going, well, that's interesting. It's saying, you know, you're a leader and you're this and the that and what have you. And I was like, okay. And then it suddenly dawned on me, oh yeah, I was born on the 1st of November. 
<laughs> so that has to be some kind of significance. So I started tuning in. But tell me, the other thing that that um, really floats my boat is anything quantum, because what I really love, when you're working with energy, as you rightly say, you know, people can dismiss you as woo-woo, just like, oh, you know, silly, you know, airy-fairy fairies at the end of the garden kind of stuff. <laughs> but quantum, when you add in the quantum physics side of energy work, and, um, you know, I'm always saying that the person that I think if people are interested in this, read Joe Dispenza, because I think he yes. puts this down beautifully. Um, but when you start mixing together the science that proves this energy work in no uncertain terms, that's when I start to get this is this is good stuff. This is exciting. And this is what people connect with. So yeah. so tell me about um Tell me about numerology, first of all, and then add in, or maybe you can't separate them, what the quantum side of it is. because that's... Yeah, absolutely. I love that you bring this up. And yeah, Joe Dispenza, Greg Braden, and Nassim Haramine are the three people that know the most about these things. And, yeah. you know, I think they're only proving what the mystics have been saying for thousands and thousands of years. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And really what's proof anyways, we can feel it. That's our proof, right? Mm -hmm. So we each have our own experience, but with numerology, you know, it's been very hidden. It's been numerology is simply a science. It's a philosophy about our psychology. That's all it is. And it was very, very mainstream back in the day. Uh, thousands and thousands of years ago, it was really common. But because it allowed us to know so much about who we are, it was shoved down, it was made illegal, it was hidden in different ways. Uh, it is hidden in the tarot, it is hidden in the Bible, it is hidden everywhere. Numbers are everywhere. Now, I work with two different systems of numerology, uh, one of them being the Pythagorean numerology, which is what's most mainstream, the numbers one through nine, um, that includes pieces of angel numbers, those kinds of things. But where I go to is what's called the book of truth, which is the deck of playing cards. So we're going to get down a rabbit hole today. <laughs> okay, so just like a straightforward play, playing cards that you would, yes. I have in my, in my drawer. Okay, perfect. Go. Yes. Yeah. So it's really easy for us to see, you know, the numbers 111, for example, when we see that we go, oh, something's trying to say something to me. And so as humans, we go to Google and we try to find out what it means through Google. And in Google, you can get some answers, sure, but they're going to be very generic. It's like looking up your horoscope, right? It's yeah. not going to be very on point. Yeah. Quantum numerology is this philosophy that the numbers are streams of consciousness they're not just numbers they actually have energy to them they are streams of consciousness that are speaking to us and playing with us so when you see 555 on the clock it's not it means this because a stream of consciousness doesn't mean something it has ideas and concepts and emotions and frequencies to it. And so it's important that you play with the number and not just say, well, that means that and it's cut and dry, right? Because if depends on what you were thinking and feeling in the moment, 
depends on what your focus is, depends on what your intention is, depends on what's going on in this meat suit we call a body, all of the things, right? So when I see numbers, the first thing I do is I check in, well, what am I thinking and feeling right now? Do I feel amazing and lit up? Then the 555 is probably just encouraging me saying, yes, go play, adventure, freedom. You're feeling this. It's more of a confirmation. But if I'm in the down in the dumps going, oh man, woe is me. The 555 is going, can you see over here? Because over here is freedom and play and fun and adventure. Right. So it really just depends. And that's what the quantum numerology piece is making it an intuitive science. So oftentimes, you know, people can look up their date of birth and find out what their life path or ruling number is. And you'll get some really cool information and then you stick it in a drawer and you never look at it again. Mm. But from my perspective, our numerology allows us to absolutely evolve into a karma free life. So how do we, how do you use numbers in your life then? How do you, you know, apart from, <laughs> obviously, you know, you know what they mean, you know, their significance, you, you use them as a guide and, you know, I'm trying to sort of relate it to the work that I do. So I use the chakras as my kind of underlying basis of, you know, mm-hmm connecting my mind and my body and my spirit and understanding where my energy is blocked and why it's blocked and you know then doing something about it either with my body or with my mind or with you know whatever um so how how does how do you use how do you use um the the numbers and yeah i think it begins with first and foremost understanding who we are so each of us carries a very unique mathematical code And that code gives us information about our thinking patterns, about our feeling patterns and how we relate with other people, our patterns of expression, how we express ourselves into the world, um, our ability to receive, our ability to our wealth patterns, all of those pieces, uh, what holds us accountable to who we are. There's all these different layers in our numerology that allows us to see those patterns. I can see. So we have this personal code yes. that is within us that is numbers. Yes. And and instantly when you say that, I'm thinking DNA. You know, I'm thinking it's it's a similar thing to that. So how do you discover what your your personal code is? How does Yeah. So I mean, we usually work off the date of birth. Uh, We have done readings for people who don't know their date of birth. That is possible to do. Um, It takes a lot more, but it is possible to do. Mostly what we do is we go off your date of birth. We don't need the time. Mm -hmm. Um, The system that I work with the most, I don't even need the year. I just need your month and day. And from there, I can tell you how you think. I can tell you how you relate to other people and how you feel. I can tell you how you express yourself into the world and what's easiest for you. I can see the pain points in it and how to make it easier. I can show you your wealth pattern and where you may be blocking the receiving of financial well-being or physical well-being. There's all these different pieces we can discover. Okay, so I'm going to be really annoying and (laughs) and be the person that, that dickhead that you meet at a party and goes, yeah, but you know, my mate was born on the same birthday as me and we're completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't dictate who you are. 
it shows you patterns of what's possible. Okay. So, so your attention comes in because that's yeah. the possibility. Exactly. Because if I just Googled that number, then I could give both of you the same piece of information and it would resonate with one of you and not the other because of your life experiences and because of the patterns that you develop between the ages of zero and 14. I see. Okay. Yeah. So you're really tuning into the energy of the numbers as it re is represented within the individual. Yes, which is why it's so important to work with the quantum numerologist versus just Googling it. Because yeah. when you're working with a quantum numerologist, you'll find that I spend more time asking you questions than I do actually giving you information. Because what I'm looking for is the context and the one piece of information that I need to point you where you want to go. Because when you come to me and you're looking for a reading, you're not looking for the full picture of your life. You're coming to me because you have a question. Yeah. Why can't I get this relationship to work? Yeah. Why am I always broke? These are the questions that I work with with clients. And then they come to me, then I need to find out what that context is. What are your belief systems? What did your parents tell you about money when you were little? Then I can look at your chart and go, oh, I see the pattern. I can see the breakthrough for you. This is what you need to do. So once you once you've done this work and you've 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 unearthed the pattern and you can see the the pain point and you can see where their pattern is leading them to is it just simple you know what what kind of solutions do you give because mm -hmm. I know you know as a yoga teacher I'm like great you're feeling grief let's do some really gentle heart opening or let's do some you know like you can give very specific um physical things to do which mm -hmm. is much easier because they don't take any brain power you just ask your body to do thing and, and allow the energy to flow and it's the same with with meditation to a certain degree you know you can just allow and mm -hmm. so so what are your what are your um what do your solutions look like yeah so um i work with universal law i have learned to think like the universe and so in that i really focus on the law of divine timing we often think, especially as spiritual beings, that if I want something, the universe will just hand it to me. If it's meant to be, it will be meant to be, right? Yeah. I hear that all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. there is a definite pattern with divine timing that occurs in all areas of our life all the time, multiple different layers. And it happens as we are going through our growth stage as well. So between the ages of zero and seven, you're in this energy of creating the fractal pattern that is the law of divine timing how you think nice. then you move into your next seven years and you're developing how you relate and then how you express right so we've got this like massive divine timing cycle through our whole life cycle but then we've also got these little tiny ones and everything is a pattern everything so if you don't like how you're experiencing something in your life, guess what? You have a pattern and yes, you can meditate and yes, you can yoga, but that pattern is going to stay there until you choose differently, period. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And complication is not the way of the universe, but us humans and our human minds, we like to make things complicated. Maybe if I do the right kind of yoga, maybe if I go sit on a mountaintop for four years and meditate, then somehow it will all work out. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. We must have first and foremost, have an awareness. 
that yeah. I don't like this or I like this and I would like more. That's an awareness as well. And then what most humans like to do is skip over the awareness and accept, or sorry, the acceptance piece. So let's take the example of I'm broke. I'm always broke. I never have enough money. I can't afford it. So in that, okay, well, I have an awareness that I don't like being broke. Kind of sucks that I'm broke all the time. And I would like to have more money. That's your awareness. Then you have to come into acceptance. Well, my parents told me this story about money and that didn't work out. And and then I've had all these patterns in my life of always being broke and the universe just keeps proving it right to me. And maybe there's some things that need to be forgiven. Maybe there's some things that we need to accept. But I think the one acceptance piece that gets missed is the acceptance that I could have money. We spend a lot of time in the looking at the past and we don't come into an acceptance and a feeling state of what it's like to experience what we want to experience. The potential, the potential possibility of, yeah. Exactly. And then step number three, which is also a very important step that we all love to skip over. Yeah. Self-responsibility. Oh, yes. The universe does not hand you money on a silver platter. That's not how it works. You must decide that you are going to experience the flow of finances, period. The moment you decide, then you continue to make that decision day after day after day. And the universe starts going, oh, you do want money. And the money starts to show up because the universe and you are speaking together versus you putting the power on some unseen force that I don't know. I went to church when I was in school. There was a man that lived in the clouds. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So then once you get into the momentum of continuing to decide moment after moment and deciding to take action of some kind, inspired action, not obligation action. Yes. Build a momentum and the universe starts sending you the synchronicities. Here's a new client. Here's some, here's a lottery ticket that you found on the ground. Here's a $20 bill. And then what happens at this point is most people go, no, too good. I can't have this kind of money. And we stop. Mm. But the point is to keep going, keep going, keep going. And then I don't deserve it. I've done, you know, I, I should, I'm not allowed to have it. It's, it's mindset and it's setting an intention. It's being intent, having that intention that is, yeah, it's, and and it's, so you're absolutely right. It is an acceptance of the possibility. Um, And, and when that windfall comes and, you know, instead of going, oh, well, that was just pure luck. You know, that was, that was like I like I won on the horses or that was just, you know, it was a, a, a one off actually believing that you're worth it and that you are yes. you are worthy of accepting that and that there's more coming. And that's a big old mind block that we have. It is. And there's more to it. I love that you use the word belief because the word belief. So back in the day in the 1400s or so, um, the powers that be changed our language and they thought that they were being beneficial to society there's no judgment in it it's just historical fact that they changed our language and so meanings of words changed and it makes it very difficult for us to interpret what that word actually means so before they changed our language the word believe meant love dedication and devotion 
we have this belief <laughs> that it means the truth. So the words from Napoleon Hill, if I can believe it and see it, I can, or sorry, I'm getting the quote totally wrong, but whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve, right? But believe doesn't mean it's true. Just because you see it in front of your eyes doesn't mean it's true. It's your perception. So when you get into that momentum where you're continuing to choose and choose and do the action and do the action, it's a sense of love, dedication, and devotion. So much in love with your intention that no one could ever get you to stop. Yeah, I love that. And being in love with your intention. Yes. That's so it is a mindset, awesome. but it's also very much a feeling state. Yeah. This is this is ringing all my bells because it, it's so. Um, I just love finding. The, I don't know. It's like this. Everybody that I talk to who works in energy work and works to um, improve the human condition and give people the potential of what they that what they um, deserve and what their potential is. You know, the the theme is always the same. You know, it's love, mm -hmm. love intention you know being uh, accepting awareness like all of these words they all you know whatever discipline you come from it's the same thing and it's the truth what it is is the goddamn universal truth and that's what that makes me so you know that's and I, I'm hesitating because I want to use the word believe but I'm <laughs> <laughs> But that is where we're, that is what the, the the honest, authentic universe is giving us. And if we just choose to accept it and get over ourselves and get over the the conditioning, which is frankly, it's conditioning, programming, um, you know, whatever you like to call it. And mm -hmm. and I love that, that numbers and numerology is a, yet another path to this. And that's mm -hmm. what is... <laughs> so exciting so just like give give me a few ideas or just sort of um I would just love to understand a little bit more about I don't know I don't want you to be Google because that's insulting to you and that's not what you do <laughs> I'm just trying to like you know like there's there's moments where you go through the day where you do see you know you look at the clock and it's mm -hmm. you know 111 or it's you know and every time you see something there's that these patterns keep coming mm -hmm. up and yeah. you're you're what you what I understand and correct me if I'm wrong but what I understand is that these are not sort of cut and dry x means this you know it's it's more of a an energy direction it's yes. like the quantum field giving you a little sign it's like that feather floating down and landing right in front of your face so, so how do we use it in, you know, if we're, if we're not going to, you know, all become quantum numerologists, <laughs> I'll just love that as a title. Um, if we're not going to become quantum numerologists and we can't all make an appointment with you, but we, even if we'd like to, like, how can we use numbers in our lives? How does, how can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. I love this question. Um, the numbers are constantly speaking to us and the numbers are often used as awakening. So we are going through a pretty major humanity awakening in this time, right? 
(laughs) And so in that, what I'm noticing in my work is that more and more humans are seeing numbers because the numbers come into play and they're like, hey, hey, hello. (laughs) That's literally what they're doing. And that's how I see them, right? And so we develop a relationship with the numbers. So if it would be useful, I can give a a little diatribe of the numbers one through nine. For your listeners, I've got my pen and my paper. Those, I'm going. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> those are the only numbers that exist. Um, anything beyond the numbers one through nine is just an extension of those numbers one through nine. So when we and I'm, you know, you see numbers on license plates, you see them on the clock, you see them everywhere. So I'm not going to get into the fine details of that because it really is a personal experience of how the numbers are speaking to you. Mm. But you can have a little cheat sheet that will help you. Okay. So let's start with the one. The one is all about new beginnings, awareness, curiosity. I wonder what could be possible, setting new intentions. It's this concept of, ooh, fresh start. It's like you've got this brand new journal that you haven't written in yet. And you're like, "Mm, what am I going to use this for? That's the one. Now, the one can also be confusion. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Uh, I have no clarity whatsoever. So the one is usually inviting us into a sense of curiosity. I wonder what's possible. So when you see the one, one, one on the, on the clock or on a license plate, get curious. So then we go to the two. The two is about connection, partnership, deep love. It's that belonging it's the thing that we want more than anything to belong right we want that love and the connection and the partnership and everything to just be simple but the two is also about making a decision it's about deciding this way or that way we have two options which one are you going to choose so what can happen with the two when it shows up for us is we can maybe be in a sense of conflict with someone in our world Mm -hmm. and our brain is doing the well he said that and we have a decision to make am I going to choose to love and accept or am I going to continue to stay over here in this mindset so the two might be inviting you into a deeper sense of belonging what do you feel separate from the three is a creative powerhouse. The three wants to play, it wants to dance, it wants to write, it wants to cook, it wants to paint, it wants to play. The three wants collaboration, it wants the big dance party, it wants the live events, it wants to create something for a greater purpose. But the three goes, but what if I can't? And then all the worry, doubt, insecurity, anxiety, all of the things. So the three is very much a mental number. It is all up here in the head. And it's either I'm going to create this thing and it's going to channel through me and I'm going to transmute all that misery into this beautiful piece of art. Or it's going to be, I'm going to stay over here and doubt myself and be insecure and I don't know. Anxiety. So when you see the three, what thoughts am I choosing? Am I choosing to direct my focus towards what I love or what I don't love? What am I choosing? Because in our choosing of thoughts, we are creating. 
We create more of our reality through the thoughts we think. So if we are thinking, I'm not good enough, this sucks, I'm crazy, I can't do this, guess what we're creating more of? More of that, more self-doubt. Yeah, yeah. So then we go to the four and the four is grounded, stable, secure. The four wants to build something in the material world. The four is ready for something of um, harmonization, material groundedness, foundation. It's like building a building. Um, When we look at it, it kind of carries the weight of the world on its shoulders. So the four can be very controlling. The four can be responsible for everyone and everything. Am I making sure? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you people pleasing like crazy? Okay. (laughs) Love this. Yeah. Fascinating. And the five, the five, I always, every time I see a five, I go, wee. The five wants to play, it wants to adventure, it wants to take an experience to its highest level. Think of, I'm a foodie, I love food. So when I think of five food, it's elevated. It's the five-star restaurant. It's something that's highly elevated. That's, you know, I I'm I carry a lot of five in my chart and I make mac and cheese like nobody's business. But one day I was like, hmm, I put watermelon in my mac and cheese. This is what a five will do. It makes no <laughs> sense to anybody else, but the five goes, but why not try? Because I have the freedom to try. Yeah. It might work and it might not, and that's okay. It turned mm-hmm. out to be delicious, by the way. Oh, really? Okay, cool. <laughs> but the five wants that adventure. Yeah. And an adventure, you never know how things are going to turn out. That's the point of an adventure. Yeah. But it's about elevating your experience. Now, the five on the lower vibrational frequency is shut down. I'm going to be in my box. I'm afraid. I don't want to go adventure. I don't want to play. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe. And so, therefore, I'm going to shut down. Mm. Woe is me. Yeah. The five can show up with a lot of grief, a lot of, of um, that kind of depression, I suppose. It can show up in the, I, I can't do this that can show up a lot. And the five is inviting you into the adventure. But what if you could? What if you could put watermelon in mac and cheese? And it was was a massive success. Brilliant. And then the six. So the six is a harmonizer, but the six is also very, very creative. So the six shows up and says, let me show you what you created. You did some things, but you're not done yet. So here's some evidence. Do you love it or not? So the six says, okay, let's balance the scales a little bit here while you figure out if you want to continue this journey or pivot and go back to square one and maybe change it a little bit. So the six says, here's some results. Do you love what you created or not? Hmm. Now, because the six is also a creator, it's a mental number, also can create anxiety especially when you don't see the harmony. So what I see the six doing often is people pleasing because I'd rather people please and keep the peace than have any kind of conflict. I'd rather just do what I said I was going to do, even though I hate it because I don't want to rock the boat. Or the six says, yeah, but decide, do you want to keep doing that? Because really you don't love it. So why would you keep doing it? Or are you going to keep people pleasing and keep doing it and then be miserable? Mm. 
So the six is that harmonizer of yes, please, more, amplify for more, or no thanks, okay, pivot, and then go that way. Okay. The seven asks for a leap of faith. The seven says, you've learned some things, now go do something about it. Move, take action. I don't care if you're scared, do it anyway. The seven wants you to leap into the unknown and take a chance on yourself, to take a chance on your faith and to go do the thing. And we all know what happens when most of us get to that place. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I can't make a decision at all. I'm terrified of making a decision. I don't want to make a decision. No, I'm just going to stay over here in my box and just keep doing the same thing that I've been doing this whole time. Yeah. Right. So the seven, when we see the sevens, it's saying leap, do something towards your dream. Doesn't need to be big. It could be as simple as making one phone call or messaging somebody or I'm going to write a book. It could be as simple as that. Right. Mm -hmm. But it wants you to put your faith in yourself and make a decision and take action on the decision. The eight. The eight, when you put it on its side, is the infinity symbol. Mm. The eight is all about creating infinite possibilities. But the eight is not about the material world. The eight is all about how we feel. It is the dedication, the devotion, the momentum, the belief. It's about falling in love so much with what you're doing that no one could ever tell you to stop. It's that moment of, yes. I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in every cell. And yes, we are doing this. And then the eight goes, hmm, but maybe somebody else has a better idea and I should ask them. Maybe someone else's opinion is better than mine. And so we go and hire the coach that tells us how to use Instagram. And we get that $20 course that's gonna answer all of our questions. Instead of falling so in love with your dream that you don't, need anyone else's opinion and then we've got the nine the nine is completion but it's not the end which is what trips up a lot of numerologists because we see the nine and we think "Ooh, but i don't like endings but the nine is inviting us into something so much higher it's saying okay here's some mac and cheese with watermelon in it what are you going to do next it's not that the mac and cheese with watermelon in it is finished. Sure, it might be. But what if you added some more spices to it? Or it's the completion and. Mm. So the nine is inviting us into, okay, I'm going to reflect. I'm going to think about how I experienced that. I'm going to ask myself, am I ready to let this go? Or would I like to create more out of this? Would I like to take this to the next highest level? So thinking about this from the perspective of relationship, you get to the nine in a relationship and you're like, mm, I don't know if this guy is really the one for me, or maybe he is. I don't know. We've been on this journey together for quite some time. No, I'm ready to let it go. So no fear in the letting go, or I'm going to take this relationship to the next highest level and no fear in the taking it to the next highest level. So the nine is inviting us into a deeper connection with source, universe, God, whatever label you want to give that to take your experience to the next experience. So it is completion and. But when you see the nine and you're 
feeling sad and, oh man, I don't want to let that go. There's attachment. You're hanging on to something that's done and you're perpetuating something that needs to be letting, letting go of. I'm making up words now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that nine, it's it can be challenging for some because we have those attachments and we don't want to let go. So we're being invited into fulfillment and gratitude with the nine. This is so beautiful. I love this. This is this is just like a whole new code of 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 interpreting life. Yeah. Because whatever you're going through, even if you don't like, let's assume that there are people out there going, I don't believe this. This is, mm-hmm. you know, I've got no proof or whatever. Even if they go around and they do see five 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 on the side of a road or something, and they go, Oh yeah, what did that what did that lady say? Yeah, five was about joy and adventure. Mm. You know, like it's an invitation to yeah. ask yourself the question, even if you're not like identifying strongly with it as yet. But you know, for me, I try and relate everything to the chakras because that's just who I am. But you mm-hmm. know, these numbers can slot into the the chakra work as well. Absolutely. And I feel like they don't go consecutively. You nope. know, <laughs> number four would be a root you know that's the obvious one that springs out from my very scribbled and in unintelligible notes um four is the one that would be root because that's foundation and so on um you know joy and elevation for five maybe that's sacral but uh, you can use that with and slot it into your life and slot it into whatever because as you say numbers are absolutely everywhere they are everywhere they're the code of the universe it's math the numbers are math and I, I always think that's funny because when I was young, I hated math and now I'm obsessed with numbers. I think that's hilarious, but it's the numbers that are speaking to us. And I love that you bring that up about, you know, maybe someone who's listening is like, yeah, I don't know about these numbers things, but now there's an awareness, right? And we talked about the awareness and the divine timing cycle. You get to decide what your experience is, period. So if you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you see a license plate that says 555, you now have an awareness that that could mean something, but only you get to decide if it means something. So the acceptance piece is I'm going to decide that this means something to me or not, but you get to explore that and decide and get curious. And if you're not curious, that's okay too. But the numbers are playing with us to yeah. awaken ourselves to the next possibility. Yeah, yeah. Just a just another annoying question. How do we how do we feel about a zero? Because oh, zero is everything, actually. Okay. So <laughs> we could talk for hours. We might have to come back for another show. <laughs> so the zero, it's called, we call it zero point. And out of zero point comes all numbers. So zero is source, God, universe, whatever label you want to give that. Zero is where all things live. It is the law of one. It is unity. It is where all is. So all of the numbers are included in zero. We don't talk about it because none of humans, humans, aren't zeros <laughs> you can take that funny and not <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I I think I kind of get it so if we're talking big bang zero is what was there or not there or whatever you like to think of it before the yeah yeah zero is the source and then you know I could dive into the manifestation cycle and the duplicate duplicate 
duplication of cells and how that works. But, you know, when we look at the numbers, I went one through nine, but that's not actually how they go because the universe is not linear. So we start at zero, then we have the one, I have an awareness, and then it duplicated to two, the two duplicates to four, the four duplicates to eight, the eight du duplicates to 16, which when you add the one and the six together mm -hmm. becomes seven, and then the seven duplicates to 14, which becomes five. You notice the three, six, nine aren't included in the manifestation cycle? Because they're just the creators, they're the generators. So the three, six, and nine, we talk about it in numerology a lot. The power of three, uh, it's used in our marketing everywhere. Three blind mice, the three stooges, the three musketeers, just do three, it. Three is the magic number, apparently, you know, to a yeah. lot of people. You know, for, for some, most people, three and seven are the magic numbers. So why why is that, that those two? Yes. The three is the three is the choice point of creation or not creation. And so the three has enough energy behind it to create something in this material experience. Now we can create anything we want, limitless possibilities. So we either create beautiful pieces of art or we create war. It happens, right? This is what we do as humans. We are creators depending on our thoughts and our feelings. Yeah. Now, the seven is the leap point of, am I going to put my faith in this decision? So the seven and the sevens and the nines, seven and nine are the two most spiritual numbers. <laughs> they have a lot of significance, especially with our ancients. If you look at certain um, certain altars and things like that, there's either nine layers or seven layers to it. Uh, they talk about it enlightenment that you got to walk seven times around oh, something. I've it's done a whole, I did a whole talk about the number seven. When you start looking into the number seven, the symbolic symbology, is that a word? The symbolism, the, the amount it is used in mythology, in religion, in uh, just it's mind blowing. It yeah. really is. It's, it's every. Everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, and I think it's, to me the seven feels like that choice point of I'm going to put my faith in the universe of that I recognize that I've learned something and now it's time to go teach it in whatever way that might look like. You know, if you're an artist, your way of teaching is through your expression of putting paint on the canvas. If you're a teacher, your way of teaching is actual teaching, right? But it just depends on your experience and how you express yourself. But an artist doesn't put paint on canvas without a leap of faith. A teacher does not stand in front of a classroom without a leap of faith. It's that moment of action. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, and that's, yeah, that's why we love it. Love a seven. I mean, I, I, you know, you mentioned at the beginning that, um, you know, numbers are spread through all religious texts, texts and, and so on. And, you know, when you're researching the number seven and you, you know, you, 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 Google it, you read articles, whatever. The number of times it is used in the Bible is humongous. I didn't even start, you know, it's obviously it's used in, in other religious texts as well. But it's even just the creation story itself, seven days and seven nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> just name it. There's seven of, of everything. It's crazy. Um, but I love that because it, it's it's repeating within that to to make that leap of faith to believe to give your devotion give your 
um, your faith to the faith, to the religion, isn't it? So it's almost kind of like getting in underneath the skin. It's kind of like code, isn't it? Absolutely. The numbers speak to us, whether you're aware of it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if you'd, if you'd, and this would be an interesting game to play is if you just go to somebody and now we've had this conversation and, and people have listened to it, they can't sort of unhear it. But like, if you went to somebody who hadn't heard this or, or didn't know anything about the numbers and go, okay, so give each number a personality. What's number one like? What's number mm-hmm. two? Like, I, it would be really fascinating to see if they came up with something that was similar, at least vaguely aligned. Because Absolutely. In one of the courses that I teach, I walk people through a visualization that contains the number one and five for no particular reason. It just does. And it is fascinating to me when I ask them to describe the one and the five humans that have never had any experience with me as a numerologist come and take this course and they describe the one and the five in the most fascinating ways. But it's almost always the one It feels like something new. The five feels like freedom. They every time, every time. That's so cool. Yeah, that's so amazing. I love that. And um, oh gosh, have we really been on for nearly an hour? We have, haven't we? <laughs> I have so many more questions. So the universal. Let's just let really flip very quickly and just mm-hmm. have a moment on universal law. Yes. Um, because just explain what is universal law just for the just yeah from a very simple sense universal law is how the universe works it's the laws of the universe not man-made laws so i already spoke about the law of divine timing but there's about 25 other laws that i work with to help me understand the brain versus higher consciousness so for example i talked about in when i was talking about the nine of letting go and surrendering. And maybe it's completion, maybe it's done, and maybe it's not. So we have what's called the law of entropy and evolution. Well, and the moment that something materializes on the physical plane in the 3D world, it immediately goes into entropy, period. It starts falling apart. You build a building, it starts falling apart. You build a car, it starts falling apart. It's universal law. Well, the same thing with us, but oftentimes we think that we need to help the falling apart of things. Whereas with evolution, we are constantly evolving and changing and growing and focused over here. So if you know that the laws of evolution and entropy exist and you feel the completion of something coming, rather than soaking up all the sadness and I don't want to and hold on to that, you can recognize, oh, yes, it's going into entropy, I can let it go. I can surrender and I can let it go. It's not always easy to do, but it is simple when you begin to understand these laws and start thinking like the universe. So the the laws of the universe, you say there are, you know, 20 something laws? You there's 25 that I work with. There's probably about 12 core laws. And then there's a whole bunch of laws underneath. It's been a journey of about five years of learning for me. Yeah, no, I mean, that's this is this is a lot. This is a lot to take in. And, you know, in the sort of 10 minutes or whatever that we have, <laughs> that I, I don't know that we can even 
my my head is just like okay i'm i'm thinking maybe we just call it a day and we come back and we talk about universal laws because i feel like that's something that um is so interesting and needs its own space absolutely yeah i don't want to i don't want to um to underestimate the power of the of the universal law because i feel like (laughs) it's probably not a good thing to do no no exactly (laughs) And and in all honesty, I want to go and research it before I talk to you so that I, I can like I know a little bit at least Absolutely. And I can ask you some really good questions. Mm-hmm. So will you do that, Cindy? Will you come back? You know, Absolutely. 100 percent We'll get in touch after after we get off now and um and, and sort that out. But um listen, you've given us so much to think about and so much to take on board. I'm going to go, I'm going to really enjoy it because I'm not going to need to edit this at all. I'm just going to go back and listen to it and enjoy because you've given us so much information. Um, so thanks, Cindy. My pleasure. Uh, all your bits and pieces, whatever you have, will be in the show notes. I'm sure you have a beautiful, uh, actually, no, I've been on your website because you have a lovely <laughs> website. All the information <laughs> will all be there. So beautiful. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. So thank you once more for joining me and Cindy for our chat. There will be, most definitely, because we have it booked in the diary, a part two. And we are going to go into the universal laws because... I mean, we just had a flavor there and, and I was on overload already. <laughs> She'd given us so much amazing information and so much energy. So yeah, that was enough for one time. And I feel like we're definitely, we are definitely going to go again. So look out for part two with Cindy Van Arnhem. And in the meantime, please go and check out her website and also check out my website, chakradashway.com. Um, uh, depending on when this goes out, there is a course happening, there is freebies, there is chakra readings. Don't forget the chakra readings, the value of those is so huge. If you just want to really get an idea of where your energy is at, book yourself in for a chakra reading and I will come back to you with a load of really good personal, personalized uh, recommendations and ideas, yoga breathing, meditations, whatever you need, we'll get them sorted. So um, yeah, until next time, uh, take care, have a fantastic day and lots of love. All right, bye now. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.